Hey, everyone. I had to bump up the levels on this one because he's so quiet, so I apologize for the crappy quality. If you're just joining us, I don't know what to say except start from the beginning. This isn't your typical podcast. My name is Lily McHale. I was volunteering in the psych unit at Jefferson when I met a patient there named Mr. Doe, which isn't his real name because he doesn't remember it. I can't say I really understand what's going on, but I wanted to help. He was kind and smart and seemed like he wasn't getting the help he needed, and I thought someone out there might be able to help him. I set this up so he can connect with the world. His recordings automatically upload to my Dropbox, and then I add music and make it sound like a real podcast. And while I'm really excited, the point is that he needs help. His memory is messed up, and someone out there knows him. If you know anything that could help, please email me at lilymikhail at gmail.com. Hello? I hope you can hear me. I have to stay quiet. I I don't want to wake her up. It's not good timing, but I needed to talk to you. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel so lost and confused. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to trust. Every time I think I'm close to straightening things out, they get all screwed up and I feel like I'm starting all over again. And I've got no fucking clue of what's right, what's real. She thinks I'm mental. (laughs) Maybe I am. How else do you explain someone who can't remember anything and just keeps denying all the facts? But I remember her. The lake, the cabin, that happened. That was real. I didn't make that up. That much I know. I can feel it down into the core of who I am. And I don't care what anyone says or shows me. They may have taken her from my life, but they'll never take her from my memories. But it shouldn't be this hard. Why doesn't anything fit? And now Alex... Things are moving too fast, but... I wanted things to move fast. I I, I wasn't getting anywhere. I just thought... Fuck. Help me. You have to help me, okay? What do I do? Do I just go back? The apartment, the job, Mr. Queen? That's what they said. Nick Queen. Nick. Shit. Jillian called me Nikki.
But shouldn't it feel like it fits? I mean, how could it feel so wrong? Just feel nothing. How could it not be real, though? One minute things are good, and then BAM! This morning, Alex and I met for breakfast, and things were great. She's great. A little rough around the edges, but... <laughs> I mean, look who's talking. I don't, I don't think she's great at trusting people either, so... Kinda works, you know? She wants to seem stoic and different, but there's a sadness there behind her eyes. I don't know, maybe that's why we get along so well. She clearly doesn't like not knowing what's going on. She's smart, quick. Not a puzzle she hasn't figured out yet. We've spent lots of time together. I told her most of the story, I mean, most of what I can remember, and she's still here. I don't know what she believes. She wasn't afraid. And I've been clear that the more I tell her, the more danger she's in, but she doesn't seem to care. Maybe she just doesn't believe me. She easily could just be humoring me. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like I can trust her. Everyone else, I feel the opposite, but not her. I guess it's like how I know I can trust you. But when we get together, it's not all serious. I mean, sometimes we even laugh together, and it makes me feel real or normal. It's only been a couple weeks since I've even known her, but we've gotten so close. Maybe it's just my desperation. I mean, I'm clinging to anything I can, and I can't think of her that way. My wife, what's wrong with me? No, I shouldn't overthink it. It's nothing. It's so hard for me to just have a friend. Just take it for what it is, right? I mean, whatever it is, it's, it's good. But then, then we're on the sidewalk. She has the day off and we're trying to figure out what to do and what to look into next. And then we run into Colin, who knows me, who says he works with me, and I've got nothing, no memory of him whatsoever, but Alex is there and she's prodding me and next thing I know we're following him back to the office. And I'll admit, I, I was a little excited because, you know, this could be it, the answers I've been looking for, but then we get there and I feel nothing. The office was just generic. More than that, it was dismal. A man rushed out to greet us. He calls me Nick, says he's been worried and asks if I'm okay. 
Like, I'm supposed to know him. Like, I'm supposed to recognize him. He talks about how it was so odd to just disappear without telling anyone. His name's Ken. 536, but that's not a number I know. Neither is 26546, Colin, for that matter. Anyway, Alex, she made up some lie about a car accident and explained the amnesia while I just kind of stood there, dumbfounded, trying to process it or, I don't know, see something that made me think that maybe this was right. There were only a handful of people there, and they peeked over their cubicle dividers in silence. We went into Ken's office and sat and talked and talked more, and I asked questions, and he had answers, but... I don't want to be Nick Queen. Nick Queen works in a cubicle at some insurance company filing claims all day. And I just... Doesn't feel right, but this is what I'm talking about. What the doctors were talking about, my head is just not right. Then Ken pulls out this box of my stuff that they had in a storeroom and, and apologized and said if I wanted my job back, he could make it work. Even though he replaced me after I didn't show up for a month. I didn't say anything. I mean, I guess there were bits that might have been reminiscent, but... What I really wanted to do was forget that we had run into Colin in the first place. Forget about knowing anything about Joe Schmo Insurance or whatever the fuck it was called. Alex felt it too. The, the tedium could suck the aria right out of you if you stood there long enough and... I think we both just wanted to get out of there as soon as possible, but it was only the beginning. Ken said he mailed my last paycheck, which is how we found the apartment. Nick Queen's apartment. My apartment? It was four blocks away. Only five blocks away from the restaurant Alex and I had just eaten breakfast in, so... Really, it's the right neighborhood, and the street number is 414. And I know that that is a number I know. So I guess we check that off the list. I didn't have a key or anything, but then the super's there, and he knows me too as Nick, and he lets me in and let me a spare key. And that's when it went from confusing to... Frightening. You know, at that point, I think I was just denying it all, but the apartment felt familiar. My shitty couch, my ugly kitchen, my pathetic two-seater dining table, my empty fridge, my lonely, pitiful 700-square-foot life. And I'm just... So confused. Maybe I'm just scared to go back to it. I don't know. Have you ever wanted just so badly not to be yourself?
I thought the nightmare was not remembering my life when really it was going to be actually having to fucking live it. Everything was generic. Just totally generic. From the furniture to the white walls, the books, the dishes. Nothing said anything to me. There were no photos, no wall art, no tchotchke stuff. Nothing but ketchup and soy sauce packets in the fridge. Nick Queen's life exists of shitty work, shitty takeout, TV, and sleep. Rinse and repeat into obsolescence. And while that scared the shit out of me, there was one detail that made it so much worse. I looked for her. In pictures, or clothes in the closet or the dresser, or shampoo or tampons or jewelry or anything that would have been hers. Something to show that there had been a woman here with me. That she had been here. But there was nothing. And it didn't feel like there ever had been. Nick Queen's apartment, my uh, apartment, it was a sad, lonely bachelor's apartment. And then as if things couldn't get any worse, Alex found the meds. There was like a dozen bottles with a variety of dates and dosages. None of them sounded familiar, but Google informed me that they meant I was certifiable. That I'm so fucked up that my doctor had tried nearly every combination of antipsychotic, antidepressant, anti-anxiety med out there, and here I was running around for nearly two months without having taken them. I lost it. I... I couldn't hold back the tears or the rage or the confusion or I just wanted to rip the hair from my scalp rip the skin off my arms and I, I ran outside before my life could implode any further I'm sorry okay I don't know what else to say I feel like I betrayed you. I wasted your time and you just wanted to help. But it can't be my life. She was in my life. I know she was. I don't, I don't understand anything. I couldn't go back in. I just kept waiting, you know, pacing on the sidewalk, get myself to just, you know, man up and go back in. I kept looking for some kind of inspiration to 
keep searching for something that would split this all wide fucking open and expose that it couldn't be true. That she wasn't in my imagination. But I had nothing left. Just a dead end. The end of my stupid fucking delusional fantasies that I've been... I mean, how, how can I not accept it? How do I just turn it off? This war inside my head. I didn't find it. I, I never went back in. Alex came out and we walked around the neighborhood for hours, but I still couldn't go back in. She asked if I wanted to stay with her, and I did. Usually I would have overthought it and probably thought it was too risky, but not this time. I didn't want to be alone. Even if it was my fucking house. I definitely could not go back to that apartment. Which is how I got here. I was waiting for her to go to sleep. Shit. I gotta keep it down. Hey, are you in there? Is everything okay? Uh, yeah. Just, you know... No, I mean, it's just me in here, and I'm okay. I'll be out in a second. All right, but look, we're going to figure this out. Don't worry about it. I brought your meds back with me. Are you sure you don't want to at least take the newest ones? I'm okay. Yeah, well, we're going to get through it, Nick. Should I call you, Nick? Uh, please. Don't. Okay, okay, that's fine. Well, I'm going back to bed. I've got to work in the morning, and it, it doesn't matter what was in that apartment. I've gotten to know you pretty well, and you're a good guy. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Who cares if there isn't something more out there? There's a lot of good already here. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, there's an extra throw I put on the sofa in case you need it. Thanks. Alright, well, uh, good night. Night. I should go. She's right. Yes. Yeah, things could be worse. Tomorrow's the first day of the rest of my life, right? That's what they say. Maybe tomorrow, Nick Queen will wake up on that sofa instead of me. Well, that scares the shit out of me. Maybe that's what I need. There's nothing else left to say. Sorry I wasted your time.
that's all he recorded. I never know when he's going to record again, but I set it up so you can subscribe to get it whenever he does. In the meantime, I want to help get the word out for Mr. Doe as much as possible, so I'm on all the normal social media channels. Please help us spread the word on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the hashtag unerasable. He's got friends and family out there somewhere, and with all of us working together, we've got to be able to help him. Also, I'm actually spending a lot of time matching the music and doing these little intros and stuff, so I'd love to hear what you think. If you feel inspired to write a review, that'd be really great. It may not exactly help Mr. Doe, but it'll keep me inspired. I'm trying my best to make it sound like a real podcast and keep everybody interested. And as always, if you know anything that might help, email me at lilymikhail at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website now too at unerasable.com. Thanks, and see you next time.